0: Welcome to the Hotel Connoisseurs, Ooh. where we listen to tunes, and we talk about them, and that's pretty much the, the brunt of it. I give you credit for coming up with these catchphrases for every episode, because I would never think
1: to do it. <laughs> it really is it's impressive. It's
0: always, always just the gears are turning. I'm like, I gotta I got do something fun here. As you could tell by the intro, we will be talking about Hotel California, by the eagles now my personal experience with the eagles prior to listening to this is the fact that i already have this bias toward the eagles and the fact that i think they're easily one of the greatest rock bands of all time okay i don't think that's
1: a very uncommon opinion not uncommon at
0: all they're very they're very popular very talented and they're very renowned correct me if i'm wrong still going today is that not I believe so. I don't yeah. think I'm not sure Not any new original music. I don't know if it's, it's but they all have. The original a, I'm kicking myself for missing when they came to Atlanta with the Hotel California tour. That's right. Where they literally just performed this album front to back, oh. and then followed by a greatest hits. Now this is an album you would want to hear front to back. Oh at concerts. yeah. Some albums
1: you don't want to hear at the back of concerts, <laughs> at Brendan Urie, at Panic at the Disco, oh. at Viva Las Fuentes. That's for another day. But this is an album that, if you got to hear it, you know all the way from the beginning to the end of the concert, it would be unforgettable. Oh, and, it's, a, it's and, a classic.
0: And that's one of the things that really made me excited to cover this album because I'm like, I want to experience like what that concert would have been. Yeah. Like, let me see if this is an album that I would have been excited to hear. Yeah, and. I guess we can just go ahead and get right into it. Well, oh, the uh, the album art is actually really cool. It's I don't know if you knew that but that's actually the Beverly Hills Hotel. I did not. And no. um, So they ended up getting that photo taken with just the yellow sky and everything. Definitely one of the most iconic album covers, I think, ever. Yeah,
1: I agree. And I had seen it before, just like with our last episode with Nirvana. These legendary albums, these... Albums that everybody's heard of before, they always have the most recognizable covers. And I think that actually plays a big role into how well the album can be received. I had never heard this album front to back before. I'd obviously heard Hotel California, the song. I'd heard of the album. I knew it was renowned. I knew it was a popular album back when it came out in 76. Is that right? I believe so. I
0: think it might actually be mid 70s or something yeah something, around, somewhere around, around that, time. that time i'll have to get the actual date
1: but yeah i was excited to actually hear it for you know all the way through and see what all the hype was about see what people have been raving about for the past 47 years now i guess 46 years
0: uh i
1: know spotify the only reason i just saw 76 like, 76 yep. yeah okay yeah Yep. They, did a re- they remastered it in 2013 which is what i was able to listen to it so i just saw 2013 remastered but I looked it up, too, and I thought it was 76 or something right. around there.
0: Now, the background of this album is... So, if I love the story behind some of the biggest albums of all time. Like, I really love doing that one, Nirvana. This one is no exception because... usually, Okay, so first, usually, when you think of the Eagles, what song do you usually think of? Hotel California. Exactly. Of course. What if I told you that before this album even came out, where their most famous song came from... They had already released a Greatest Hits album.
1: Okay, then I have to ask, how long have the Eagles actually been around as a band?
0: The Eagles dominated the 70s. Okay. Like, all of the 70s. And the crazy thing is, Hotel California, if I got the statistics right, is the third best-selling album of all time.
1: Oh, okay, wow. Of all time. Wow. Do
0: you know what the number one best-selling album of all time is? Thriller the greatest hits album i just mentioned are you serious they own wow number one and number two best-selling number three my bad okay well that's best insane. selling album of all time and hotel california isn't the one in number one it's their greatest hits one which came before Hotel which California. which came before it
1: wow that is what you call a man that never misses oh they had the greatest hits album before their best album that's insane it's so good out of but, curiosity what's number two do you know I'd be curious.
0: Uh, no, I wasn't able to get okay. the. I wasn't able to get those stats. I'm it would be curious. really fascinating to see what's sandwiched between the two yeah. Eagles albums. I would have guessed Thriller. That'd been my guess. That that is a solid guess. Do you want to look it up real quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, sure. I'll stall not? the
1: audience for quick. Yeah, totally. This is actually quite riveting stuff.
0: I'm very intrigued to see what. Let's see. Um... I'm having trouble finding it. That'll have to be something I'll have to look up uh, at some point. I'm so I teased the audience. I was. Uh huh. Now I feel teased too. <laughs> information. I was looking forward
1: to figure out what number two was. We'll figure it out once it's all. Uh, once we finish recording. But this
0: album was very successful in the 1978 Grammys. It um, the title track won Record of the Year, and the song "New Kid in Town" won Best Arrangement for Voices. And 2018, the album was certified 26 times platinum. that means 26 million i've always wondered what
1: that 26 yeah 26 platinum means millions my word
0: so also a lot of money holy cow a lot of sales little um side um side note yeah side note uh this is the very first album to feature the guitarist joe walsh Who's best known for the song, life's been good to me so far. He's you the guitarist. You mean that song me. that I
1: only know about because of the Eminem? Um, uh-huh.
0: The Eminem. Co- uh-huh. Okay, gotcha. got you. The and apparently there's a so new far. version out that's absolutely terrible. Who sings it again? Yeah. Who, uh, I forget. I just kind of heard it on alternative radio and then wanted to throw my radio out of the car. Yeah. I so I, remember you I just it, I didn't even take it. any notes other than that. Okay. Well, yeah.
1: That's, that's actually really cool.
0: And he actually gives vocals to one of the songs on here, which I think is really cool. Is, um, I love when bands fully embrace, they don't have a lead singer. They have, sure, this guy does most of the songs, but then I sing, and then yeah. you sing. They all...
1: You got a couple good singers on there, you know? A couple good... Who, can you, who are the band members of the Eagles, by the way? I mean, if that's, uh... I, I know, know
0: the f- the lead singer's Don Henley. Okay. Um, Joe Walsh on guitar. Okay. Uh... We got Google again. We'll f- this yeah. one will be easy to figure out. The current members are... What? The current members are Don Henley, Joe Walsh, Timothy B. Schmidt. But he was part of it from nineteen, from seventy-seven to eighty, okay. then ninety-four to twenty-sixteen, and then twenty-seventeen to present. So okay. he's been tenured off and on. Okay. Currently, right now, rhythm and lead guitars, backing and lead vocals, from twenty-seventeen till now, is Vince Gill, the country music. Yeah, the country. Huh. That, so that's wow. That's, that's interesting. Very interesting. You never know what you'll find on Wikipedia. Glenn Frey was a member of the band. He was... Oh, that one guitars. sounds familiar. That, that's another name sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure those were the main folks. Okay. There were some others, but... I think that that's pretty much the core... Okay, cool. ...of uh, lineup, which this was... This lineup was so good. Like, they, they just sound incredible. But I guess we're gonna go right into it with... One of the most overanalyzed, most theorized... Classic rock songs ever, Hotel California. It's an absolute banger. It's one of those that I told you I had only heard
1: this song. I never sought out this song personally. I just, who doesn't know? It just like smells like Teen Spirit with Nirvana. Who hasn't heard the song Hotel California before? What kind of rock? What size of the rock that you're living under? How big does that rock have to be for you to never heard this song in real life? I have heard it all the time when I go to Publix, and I shop at Publix, and it's playing on the supermarket radio station. But I've never actually sought it out to listen to it for all that it's worth. And man, that is six and a half minutes of just. I really bliss. feel like Absolute this bliss. could
0: be one of the greatest rock songs of all time. Like yeah. just in the in the composition of it, yeah. and it's just incredible. It's like so the beginning is very haunting and it really sounds like it's just opening a storybook of like some sort of haunted mansion yes. or something and the little details in the production i love like how it you have the two beats before the verses the do, 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 on mm. a dark desert. you have that uh the little funky bass line the do, 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 this do, do, is, do, do, while they're singing it's just that's another thing about the eagles too because i had never really heard the
1: eagles before I'm really dating myself when I say all this stuff into the microphone that I've really not explored as much music as I'd like to. But that's honestly not the kind of sound that I expected them to be given off. I expected almost a more, given the time period, Aerosmithy rock sound. You know what they I mean?
0: were actually, this album was a major turn of genre for them really because in their greatest hits that was released prior they were more of a country rock group
1: okay any comparisons of who would sound like a um, country rock group you might
0: there? have heard some of their songs one of my favorite eagle songs is take it easy take it easy and that one came before I this came California. before you've heard, okay. have you heard that one possibly it would be but hard. it's, to hear it's it very like acoustic like, and like, 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 it's like more i don't know, just has more of a country folksy kind of sound okay but this one, they just ditched all of that and went for something completely different. And this song really pulls it off. That's awesome. Which, in one of the lyrics, when he says, Warm smell of colitas, I thought, oh, that's some sort of a Spanish dish or something. No, it's actually Mexican slang or Hispanic slang for marijuana.
1: Really? So that's fine. Well, what do you think the song's about? What do you think the song is talking about? I, about here?
0: I feel like it, the... It it spells out a great story of like a haunted hotel or whatever. But the song itself I believe is very focused on drug use and addiction.
1: Well, Yeah, I I think it's very he's the, the subject is obviously being wrapped up in something that he's having a hard time being able to escape from. And I don't think California is used randomly. I don't think that's used. I think it's a could be a metaphor for LA lifestyle could be a metaphor for that kind of lifestyle and they kind of which... have
0: something to say about California and the hustle and bustle like that yeah. too which near the end of the album yeah they start True. having they show that message a little more so they 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 say they have a lot of opinions on Hollywood in sp- particular yeah when it comes to this album which the Beverly Hills hotel being on the cover i'm sh- that's not a coincidence that's not just the hotel california in question if they're trying to paint that picture sure, no it just is the Beverly Hills Hotel is the encapsulation of what they're trying to talk about here. Yeah, it's those kinds of riches. Which is something that I caught I the little details I was catching when he was talking about the um the woman who showed him the way when he first got there. He was defining her as a very beautiful, wealthy, free spirited kind of person. Someone that you would think would have a lot of money the way she carries herself. So it's almost like this haunting woman is already encapsulating the riches there's a lyric in that song too you mind if i pull it up because
1: i don't want to butcher it no no no, no go right ahead go right ahead yes this is it it's this whole part right here it's verse three it's her mind is tiffany twisted she's got the mercedes-benz she's got a lot of pretty pretty boys that she calls friends I, oh, that I, one
0: that one has always been so fun to sing along to <laughs>
1: i just think i i think when you talk about a girl that's got a lot of pretty if you're taking that literally a girl that's got a lot of pretty pretty boys she calls friends that's probably a girl that you're gonna have a hard time uh, finding uh, to be a, make a make it available. make finding any sort of connection any, with... any sort of connection being able to rope in to make yours you know what i'm saying and i think that's a good metaphor if they are talking about california lifestyles that you'll never quite be satisfied and you're never gonna quite find exactly what you're looking for in that lifestyle and I, I just love that lyric because i think that's a lyric that stands true today I and mean, that's the lyric that people in twin. that's 46 mm. years later i'm like yeah i was sitting listening to that in my car i was like i get that like i understand like exactly what yeah. he's trying to say it's something unattainable you're looking for happiness in that lifestyle in her but that kind of lifestyle that kind of girl it's unattainable with. exactly i'm like dang that hits deep man and i could be reading that totally wrong but i think that's the beauty of it is that it's oh no yeah there on, you know
0: the, the hang on there was there was a direct quote that i got from glenn fry of uh, that who i just mentioned mm-hmm he said vagary is the primary tool for songwriters absolutely that's and that's what they quote. were going for in this song they wanted to be as vague as possible so people can draw their own conclusions and I, it's funny because in other in other songs i was noticing this too it's like it's they're
1: beautifully written songs but they're also straightforward and pretty some of these songs like a couple of the next the next song's coming up a couple of those it's like you don't really have to question what they're talking about. You know exactly yeah. what they're referring to, what they're trying to write about. But vagary is if, if that's I guess that's yeah, a word. Uh-huh. Vagary.
0: That's what I mean. Glenn Fry said it. It's I trust him. I did not know that was a word, but
1: yeah, I um, I think I totally agree because you're able to rope in different people from different walks of life if they can all semi relate to a sort of you know to some lyrics instead of trying to sit, just totally focus on one target audience or one subject. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this song is a perfect example of that.
0: I want to put some focus on verse four okay? because some of the lyrics that are on there, like not until I started really overanalyzing them, I st- kind of started getting a v- feel for what they're going for. For one, the very first, and I, some of these I never caught before. It starts the verse by saying mirrors on the ceiling. Okay. What does that usually make you think of? It usually, usually has sexual connotations. Oh, I yes. like having a mirror on the ceiling. Maybe my mind's so not it quite kind as of gives, I thought it was, but it kind okay, of gives yes. the vibe of a sleazy hotel. Okay. So it's huh. talking about all these riches and all the hauntedness of it, but really it has all the sleazy stuff you'd find in a little motel or something. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Ms. Kelly, there's a lot of t- like references to addiction on here. It says, And in the master's chambers they gathered for the feast. And when they said they stabbed it with their steely knives, he just can't kill the beast. When mm. I first heard that, I thought, Oh, so this like a live animal. They're trying to bring it down before they can uh, cook it or whatever. But I saw an interpretation talking about gathering for the feast. Stab it with their steely knives. Usually steely knives and like knives and stuff like that are associated with cocaine. Oh, okay. Wow. And then they said, but they just can't kill the beast. Kill the beast could be a metaphor for breaking addiction. I, I, you
1: continue. see? No, I mean, I'm, I'm more or less. You continually blow me away with things you're able to find <laughs> man, in here, man. As you can so crazy no, about you, this. If you can't tell anyone who's watching our podcast, I am the much more casual listener, which I think adds a nice touch to. It does, you yeah. Know, the one, but you are a more one more lyrical listener, I think, and two more. You're I'm very analytical. A, analytical is a great word for it. I want you're to be able that message. that
0: just it really all stems down to what I say every single time. I yeah. want to be able to understand it. Yeah. So we're going if we're gonna be talking about songs, I wanna be able to know. Absolutely. Like that way I don't I don't want to miss out on what's there in the song, yeah. you know? I mean a lot of the beauty fully of some,
1: appreciate it. A lot of the beauty of some songs is hidden beneath the surface. And mm-hmm. if you're able to find it, that's when you really get to enjoy it. New kid in town. Yes.
0: I actually... I've heard the title of this one. i never heard it before. What do you think of it? I
1: think it is... I I try to describe songs with images. I Uh think this would be the perfect, perfect, perfect song to be lying on a beach. With a Corona in your right hand, hey. having in your AirPods, listening to as the wave cut. Kind of, that is one of those songs to me that I'm just like, man, this is just again. And then without analyzing the lyrics too deeply or without analyzing what it's about, to me it just. Purely in terms of instrumentation is just so. Super you know how I said this relaxing.
0: album? They were kind of breaking away from their country rock roots. Yeah, I think they brought them back in this song especially it, yeah. because this is totally a country song. Like, and it still holds up so so well today that if George Strait were to whip this song out and start singing it, I wouldn't give it a second thought. Yeah, it just feels so country by nature. Yeah, and it, the guitar riffs that are in it, Joe Walsh is killing it. I'm really loving the guitar. That's
1: one of the things I noticed about throughout the whole album. The, some of the guitarists and they're just oh, incredible killing it that's what jumped out at me first that i was like man i'm really gonna have a lot of fun with this one is that sometimes for me there's not much i feel like you can do that you almost haven't heard with people that play right oh i thought you were wanting me to drink with you hmm?
0: oh we no, haven't no, done no, that no, yet I'll for this episode hey,
1: um but there's so much just it's just the way that it's played i think in this album is Cause there will be parts of each. There's some songs where it's just a minute or a minute and a half of guitar towards the very end, and for some artists, you just you listen to it and you're like, all right, let's get this over with. One of my this favorite parts on. about
0: this song was the. It was, it might have been this one. God, I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to him. But there was one song that just ended, like you said, with a lengthy guitar solo, I know, and I, I was loving it. I'm like, more songs need to end with this guitar solos are yeah. a lost art. If
1: it doesn't bore you. And it's doing a great job. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key because a lot of these songs, again, that's another thing about this album, which I like. It's, I believe, 50 minutes or so long, 49 minutes or so long. But it's nine songs. So it's, you got a lot of great stuff packed into Mm -hmm. nine songs. There doesn't need to be. It doesn't overstay its welcome. it doesn't at all.
0: It gets everything in and then just, there you go. There's our album. No need to overthink it.
1: And a lot of the better albums that people look back on is some of the top albums of all time. I like that. I want to say Thriller is only 9 or 10 songs. I want yeah. to say it's 10. It's like 10, and it's songs, It's albums that don't overstay their welcome. That get everything they need to get into the record, in it, in good time. You know, And I think that's what this album does. It's 9 songs, and not a second is wasted.
0: Now, what do you think of Life in the Fast Lane? <laughs> I been... had no idea. I'd heard this one before. Until uh-huh. I heard it the first this time. has been one of my favorite Eagle songs so catchy. for a while.
1: Even from the start, it's so catchy. I'm just like, funny thing you is, you want to this... just groove to it.
0: Another one. Now, again, me digging deep into it. If you listen to the lyrics and analyze like what they're talking about, they're so great with using the road imagery and mm-hmm. the car imagery that you don't even realize that in this song they're not in a car once. Hmm. They're all analogies for like drug related and sexual things really yeah i don't know that either okay it's saying well for one the beginning might be one of my favorite guitar riffs of all time i totally agree let's just just throw that out there real now i really get some honky tonk vibes from it and it's It's... really cool uh definitely the kind of song you'd be you'd be cruising to on like a cross-country road trip or something this is totally like going through the roads of colorado blaring it kind of yeah
1: or it's one of those ones to me if like i'm on like i said i'm on the highway and i'm going fast like i'll put this on and it's like it gets you going. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets you energized because you pumped up a little bit. But it's also so—I don't want to say funky because it's not funky. It's just catchy. It's one and of those groovy. things that it's just gets you, you moving. You could say
0: funky. It's making—it's
1: hard to listen to this and not. Your want to head move. is bopping. Yes, your it's head hard is to not grooving. That's fun. groovy. That probably be a good groovy one. could be a good word for groovy, it. But it's just hard to not be. want to move around when you hear this song.
0: And funny thing is, this song is "Life in the Fast Lane." The fast lane is kind of—it's about a couple that's just living too fast. They're living too much off their own desires. And just enjoying all these like drugs and just being very loose. Yep. And when she says near the end, she's like, Doctor, doctor, I think I'm gonna crash. I keep thinking it's an actual like car crash. Yeah. But crashing, as in like, you know, referring to drugs, takes much that you crash or whatever. And then when he says you have to pay with cash, that's constantly something that is associated with drug dealing. No receipts. And no then. Tricks. Yeah, Yeah, and then there's just a lot of sexual references if you just listen through it. So it's really fascinating how this whole song, I thought it was about some sort of road trip gone wrong or something, but no. All of it is completely, like they're all analogies for things. It's
1: it's, And again, it's one of those where, I love songs that on the surface, if you're not listening, like for me necessarily, I'm not listening necessarily to dive too deep into the lyrics. I hear it and I'm like, oh man, yeah, let's go. This is catchy, and yeah. most people probably do exactly. But then you look. That's into what a it, lot
0: of rock in the day back is. Yeah. Listen to any ACDC, dc and then look up what they're actually talking about. You're like, oh god, okay. I let my kid sing that. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I'm
1: saying. We did, we we were saying the same thing with Nirvana on the out, on its. You never really know what you're singing. You just like what you're hearing, so you're you know bopping and singing along to it. And in but,
0: Nirvana's case, it's not really finding creative ways to say it and hide behind the, and like beat around the bush How old but sh- more so it's just no one can understand me anyway I'll just say it and <laughs> <laughs> people don't catch it if they, they can't
1: hear what I'm saying they won't know what it means that's their logic
0: can't be controversial if they don't understand what you're saying come exactly. on
1: but this is, this was one of my favorite songs on the album and I, again, I had no idea that I'd heard it before until that first guitar riff hit and I was like yep okay
0: I know it's- this one speaking of favorites the next song really took me off guard Wasted What's Time Wasted Time yeah it's completely different than the rest of the album but it is that is one of the most powerful soulful ballads like that i love the 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 like the high note that he hits near the end i'm like The orchestra backing it was killing me. I love when you incorporate orchestra in any sort of genre. Oh,
1: of course. And I think it's cool too because a lot of times placing a song like that in an album comes toward the at least a little more toward the end of the album, maybe track seven or eight in this case. But to have it right there after Three Straight Bangers at number four, I think that shows just how much... It, but it, but the way it still fits perfectly in the album. like It was time for a ballad because you had 20 minutes of songs that were like, all right, yeah, these are freaking catchy as hell. If
0: they gave Hotel California the American Idiot Treatment, and right. I'm not just saying that because I'm wearing the shirt, if right. they gave it the American Idiot Treatment and the fact they turned the album into a Broadway musical, yep. this song would fit like a glove and it would be the big, like, show-stopping solo that everyone waits for it would be Absolutely. the i dream the dream of the musical It's
1: essentially the way i see this song we never enough from greatest showman be never like, enough would be a good kid. one yeah yes. the
0: really heartfelt one that everyone waits for the big emotional climax and so early in the album for it to be so and singing his hard out too
1: to give full credit where credit to do i mean it was
0: i remember they said that don henley one of the band members said that they weren't whenever it came to writing songs or whatever, I think especially this one, they said Don Henley could sing the alphabet. They said <laughs> he could just he could sing the alphabet and it would be incredible. Yeah. Like he just has that good of a voice. Yeah. And I love one something that doesn't happen. And again, this this ties back into okay, now now I've said it out loud, I want a Hotel California musical. I actually really want that now because the reprise or reprise, however you want to say it, at the end of it. Yes. Where they just. It's basically just the tag at the end of the song with like the orchestra. It was beautiful. That is totally something it, out of a Broadway musical.
1: It's concept albums like these that are always. You can, you can picture them being put to a movie or put to a production like that, and it just is. Yeah, I would pay to see that, too. That'd be their opening night. We'd be on Broadway opening night seeing that if uh-huh. they ever did that. That'd this album
0: awesome. also does one of my favorite things in following up a super slow song with a bumping song immediately. Is it Victim of Love? Yes. Yes. That's one of my favorite things people do. One of my favorite examples is when I went to go see... One of my favorite concerts when I went to go see two of my favorite rock bands, Red and Disciple, together at the um, Underground in Charlotte. I was in the standing room only. I was in the front row. I got to grab the lead singer of Red's hand. It was great. But they were performing... It was their 10th anniversary End of Silence tour. 10th anniversary of their debut album. So they whipped out songs that they hadn't played in a long time, solely to celebrate that album. And they played the slowest, most heartfelt song they've ever done, uh, called Pieces. A beautiful piano-forward ballad of a song. At the concert, they immediately followed it with their heaviest heavy metal song yeah. at the time, Feed the Machine. <laughs> and I'm like going from the slowest ever to the most bumpin' rockin' song, I love that. And it's so like, they did the exact same thing here, taking this that re, that reprise and then going straight into Victim of Love. Like you've had your time to be emotional. This ballad just played and it was
1: great. You relaxed a little bit now. Now let's get right back into it. And I, I like that,
0: that the first lyric already sets the scene for the song perfectly. He says, what love do you got? You should be home, but you're not. Mm. Boom, you have the exa- mm. you ha- have the whole concept of yes. the song. You're like, well, Amen. I know what this song's yep. about. Now I
1: don't even need to think about it. Amen. And this is one of my favorites on the album. This one, I would say, I don't want to say the album's top heavy because that doesn't do justice to the rest of the album. Yeah, But just like with Nirvana's, which we reviewed last time, they do put a, I mean, some of the best, these are some of the best songs I've seen from that generation that they're putting mm-hmm. just in just these top five. In just and the now that you mention it, I album. do
0: realize now looking at the track list, the last three songs of the album are all ballads. Yeah. Like they're all more on the yeah, tender side. I definitely. So I, I, can, I can kind of see what you're talking about. It's almost like the reprise in the middle with the exception of the Victim of Love is kind of the dividing line between, okay, we were rocking, now we're going to take it down a bit.
1: Exactly. I think artists that know when to do that on albums, like you said, when to do that and when to get right back into the heat of things, that's... That's a skill because putting albums together in general is a skill. If you want to tell that story properly, you got to figure out which song yeah, they exactly. you where. Yeah. Because they're likely not sitting around and recording these songs in order, writing songs in order, trying to figure out how to piece them together. Right. They're writing songs about, and again, I don't know how this album was created. I'm not speaking from personal knowledge. They're probably writing songs all centering on the same concept. You know which can be debated I guess they talk about love listens. a lot there's yeah. a
0: lot of drug references they especially talk a lot about you know the expansion of society and the commercialization yeah. of things which I'm really excited to get to a couple songs from now because yeah. the I think the album ends just as strongly as it begins yeah. but we're not there quite yet but
1: it's like putting together different songs about different topics. That all fit in under the guise of one big topic, yeah, on one big concept. It's awesome. That's a skill. That's oh, a real skill. Yeah. And this, again, some of the best albums do that. And this one is a prime example of putting, telling a story through music, which I love.
0: Now, I feel like I've asked you this like twenty times since uh, s- since our friendship. Yes. Have Maybe. you watched Tommy Boy? You've asked me that. You probably have. Haven't. I you asked have, that. I think so. I don't know. Have you watched Tommy Boy though? No, I have not. You have not. I have not. See, Remind I have a feeling. I have a feeling I've asked you that. I have a feeling I've been disappointed with the answer every time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because... Tell me what the movie's about, and I'll say you if you've asked me that before and if I remember
0: it. Uh, Chris Farley and David Spade. You told me. Yeah, you told yeah. me that before. <laughs> yep. I still haven't watched it. No. Literally, Chris Farley's like greatest film ever. Okay. And. I hate that you haven't seen it because Pretty Maid's all in a row. He ends up using that in a line in the really? movie. And I thought this song was going to be, I don't know, maybe a little more humorous, maybe a little more rocking, but it was mm-hmm. a really tender and heartfelt yeah. song. But I was chuckling the whole time because I was hearing Chris Farley saying before going <laughs> cow tipping.
1: That's awesome. And it's funny to me because I believe this song, it starts out almost. I was start, I was like making sure my radio wasn't broken. It starts out with a good 20 seconds of just kind of, slowly building into it and you don't know what you're gonna get you don't know if it's gonna go into some huge you know yeah like whatever it's gonna but it is a really good song it's a really nice and this is kind of when the album turns I feel like and it this is the one song
0: on outside. the album that Joe Walsh sings. really yeah okay I did not he know that he kills it I knew it sounded a little different but it's really sure. good okay. it's the first song that he wrote for them too being part of the band gotcha and it's just a. I love how somber and contemplative contemplative however you say it how like he's Probably really, of, yeah. and it's about meeting old friends and old partners and the reminiscent thoughts that come with it. It's just a very simple. Provokes nostalgia. Yeah, sense, a which... very nostalgic song. Yeah, Again, very is... simple in its ex- in concept, but it's the execution of it is phenomenal.
1: Nostalgia is one of the most effective ways to produce emotion in music, I think. If you can produce, if you can invoke nostalgia from the listener, you got them. They're hooked. And mm-hmm. they're going to love that song. Because nostalgia is... drug and i think this song capitalizes i'm not for sure
0: okay now even me and all of the crazy notes that i take uh i don't really have much for try and love again i didn't that was one of the ones too it was and just again, very I, again it wasn't bad but i feel like same thing we said about nirvana previously it's just one of those songs where if it came on on the ba- in the background yeah. lounge act that's what it was uh on lounge, on, on yeah. never mind was that it yeah lounge act yeah that was and one. how i was like well this is just one of those songs that come on in the background and i mean i wouldn't turn it down for that but it's not the kind of song i would seek out yeah that's it, how this one is. Fits the ben concept. Gavis, it's an it, incredible song.
1: Yeah, it fits the concept and it, it it makes sense where it is in the album. It's just a matter of not every song is going to have the same effect, especially on albums that are considered, you know, in the holy to be like a, like yeah. a holy grail basically yeah. of this genre of music and music in general. Not every song is going but to But even be that being said, the
0: lowest album. points of this album are the highest points in literally any other rock band's career. Totally agree. Like, they are... The album grips you the whole time. Even if this one does lull a little more, it still earns its spot. Absolutely. But it is definitely more like background music for me, or breakup music, which now that I've got it tied down, I'm never going to have to deal with that kind of music ever again. I hope I don't either.
1: I hope I don't have to deal with that (laughs) ever again either, but... I'm not tied down. Just <laughs> I. that's not me. And That's not me putting my like resume out there. I just, you know, that was literally not that at all. Trust me. Just was, you know. Oh adding, man, shooting up.
0: his shot over the airwaves. No, winds. that was
1: not what I was doing. Disregard that. We'll cut that out of the. Oh edit yeah. That no. Out. Oh edit no. Yeah, out, yeah. Oh no.
0: I'm totally editing that out. Winks at camera. I saw that. Don't give him that look. Last song is the last resort. I've been excited for this one because yeah. when I first heard it, it was, I was busy and it seemed like this song was really kind of, it's one of those you really have to dedicate time to, of course. to really analyze and enjoy. And so I didn't have much for it. Then I went back to re-listen to, re-listen to it and holy cow, yeah. it is a beautiful song and the story it tells you is men- crazy.
1: And you mentioned the orchestra too, and I like I I'm just like you. We're big John Bellion fans. I mean, uh-huh. the hand Totally off topic, and I'll be very quick. But there's an album called Human Condition. At the end of that, it's got an orchestra. That it's kind only of one of our favorite it. albums. Ever, it's my yeah. favorite album of all time, and it's a,
0: It's in my top five. So yeah, it's got, got a one. big
1: orchestra at the end. Anytime you can, perfectly, like I said, put a bow on an album, using an orchestra at the end to kind of like tie everything together. Oh, it just it hits you in a different way, and that that became one of my favorite songs on the album too. My
0: really first said, two yeah. thoughts that I came up with where i can see where truce by 21 pilots got its inspiration okay the piano at the beginning sounds just like truce okay though it is very simple like that's an easy kind of thing to do um and how the first line she came from providence the one in rhode island that's clever (laughs) but it did make me grin a little bit in the fact that that's kind of cheesy but i'll let it slide (laughs) (laughs) you've
1: earned some they've earned some cheesy by this point they've earned a little cheesy you know what i mean i I couldn't decide if it was creatively
0: cheesy or cheesily creative Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. 100% yes.
0: And I he, apparently the song was inspired by Don Henley's girlfriend and the whole song is about go uh, the, like the commercialization of a once beautiful area going from like a natural paradise to like a quote paradise of like riches and neon and greed yeah. and like taking Maybe just taking a nice little valley and then turning into in, in, into Vegas hmm. and stuff like that, which is what I was talking about in the beginning. They have a lot of references to wealth and to California and that kind of L.A. lifestyle, and it really drives home in this song. It's basically the concept of the entire song. So to talk about that stuff in Hotel California, then end it with a song that it's the core focus. Yeah, it really ties it together. It
1: it's cool too because. It, I, I personally, I think that's a really cool message especially for a band that's as big as them to acknowledge the fact that maybe the California life and the life of a rock star if you will isn't all it's cut out to be because it seems to me like that's the I don't want to say it's the entire concept but that's the overlaying concept of the album is yeah. that this I guess we'll call it a California life this mm-hmm. Hollywood life if you will Beverly Hills life whatever you want to call it it takes you away from realizing the joys of what. Right. A reg. You mentioned in that last song, like what a regular, you know, laid back, relaxed life could look like, because you're always and chasing it really something goes more. back
0: to and life in the fast lane. Now that I think about it, really fed into that too, because life yeah. in the fast lane is all about living fast Absolutely. and overindulging and just living while you can till you die. Like
1: it makes you think you can't slow down and enjoy life. Exactly. It is. You always yeah. want what's. You always want the next thing. You always want the next step up. What you can get more of it.
0: Which is a super awesome message. One that you don't really hear people in that position talk about as often as they should. How no. like, oh, this this ain't all great. A lot of fake people. A lot of uh, terrible decisions. But it's transparent. they kind of glamorize it. This album doesn't. They no. just straight up say, hey, this is rough. But I love how the song ends when he says that there's... He essentially says there's no new frontier. He said this is basically... The, This is it. There is no other one. So we got to make it work, even if it's, even if we're all greedy, even if we're all needy. Like, essentially how paradise has to be found where you are. Even if your paradise gets completely changed, you got to find it somewhere. Yeah. Which is just a perfect way to just put a little bow on the top of the album. And and again, that's just a message that...
1: mm, It it makes you you feel like, okay, these people, these... Literal rock stars—they're not much different than us. Yeah, you know what I mean. They may be chasing different things, but even they can get to a point where they realize, "I like my life at home a little bit better. Yeah. I like my wherever it's my regular life on a farm a little bit better, my regular life in the city a mm-hmm. little bit better than this crazy lifestyle of cocaine, women, and yeah, you know, sex, to, drugs, and rock sex, and roll. Drugs and rock and roll, <laughs> exactly. And that's—it's cool that it's, this message is on like." It sounds like such a very, up, it sounds like a very upbeat and it's just like a serene album. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds very serene throughout and you don't realize until you again dig deeper. Like, they're talking about some real stuff here, which I respect. Love this album, by the way. I'm so glad. Oh. I'm so glad we picked oh, this Oh, yeah. Because I had never heard it and now I feel like it's a No, it's crazy. Man.
0: It's great because I've been wanting to listen to it. Mm-hmm. You had just hardly ever been exposed to the Eagles. Yeah. So it's really crazy. I'm a big Eagles fan but I've been waiting for the right time to listen to the album Yeah, and you had just never explored the Eagles so you think you'll probably go listen to some more of the Eagles discography following this? Well days? now that
1: you told me they have an entire Greatest Hits album that came before this <laughs> yeah absolutely I will. <laughs> that's insane to me i had no idea i literally had no clue i thought this was like the album that got them off the ground and then they just produced a bunch of great music see afterwards. that's
0: what i thought too but as soon as it said they had a greatest hit time i'm like you're kidding me these guys were already huge and they just decided you know what let's get even bigger. let's
1: drop one of the best albums of all time and then
0: let's just let's just influence generations <laughs> upon generations of musicians good yeah, grief
1: that's awesome so i gotta ask i'll ask you this time because you usually want to ask me how are we gonna what are we gonna call this
0: yeah what do we gotta that's, I was actually over here trying to think about it for Panic at really the Disco yet. what did we do we did Weinstein Polaroids Weinstein which Polaroids. is really convoluted in retrospect
1: but it's okay yeah it's it's fine and for Nirvana we did Smash Guitars
0: Smash Guitars so what are we because, thinking for this one? Oh goodness um man I'm trying to think of something clever because there's so much pretty boyfriends pretty pretty boys um
1: pretty pretty boys that's yeah. a good one how many okay yeah how many pretty pretty boys out of
0: five do you give this album 4.7 4.7 pretty 5. pretty boys okay that is a high,
1: high i score. wanted to
0: give it a perfect five but you know i don't want to say every album is perfect like i said um whichever one it was try and love again was just kind of a more mellowed out i wasn't really super invested in it that's probably the only sore spot and even then it's not a sore spot it's just a lower spot yeah that I can find on it. It's. it is just. Exemplified my opinion. That I already had about the Eagles. Yeah. They are one of the best rock bands of all time. And I enjoyed the absolute heck out of this. So you would call this a strong nine. If you will. Out of ten. If you're
1: rating it out of ten. Oh yeah. I would say. Which makes say it. Definitely. Which is good. Because this is not even. This is just not even. It's a weird coincidence. But I was giving it a 4.3. Is what I would give. It. Were you really? I was going to give it a 4.3. because you're I kidding. Want, no. Because I want to use these. Non digits and the non zeros, so that's going to add up to a. How did nice. we end up getting
0: a perfect I nine? Have no
1: idea, but that felt like a good number for me because, like you that's said, that's nuts. Because, like you said, there are there's there's a couple. I'm sorry, that there.
0: math was just too perfect. I'm not over <laughs> this yet. <laughs> Again, that is not that was not planned or anything. That was crazy. No, not planned at all. We, we just, don't share these
1: ratings with each other before. No, we, so that, that, that means nuts. we. So that means as a whole, this is that's a connoisseurs nine. give this nine nine pretty pretty
0: boys pretty, out of ten. Hotel California by the Eagles. Such a darn good album. Absolute classic. So good. And as always, you let us know what you think. Maybe you're not a fan of the Eagles. Maybe you have a close connection with this song. We want to hear y'all's story too. Just because we're the guys with the microphones doesn't mean that we don't want to hear what we, y'all got going on. You
1: probably know more than I do. That's for sure. So feel free to give you Honestly, your same for me though. <laughs> same for me.
0: Only reason Gosh. I know all this stuff is because I just Google it. I wouldn't have known it otherwise. I, there are some people who know so much more for so much longer.
1: I go cold turkey into these, so I hardly know anything. So feel free. If you got any, uh, <laughs> you got any thoughts or any input, as always, yeah, drop it in our comment section. Drop it on our socials. We're going to have Twitter, Instagram. We have Facebook.
0: We're gonna have some Facebook. We're gonna have the, TikTok. Moms We're gonna have a that, little bit of everything, there. Yeah, for
1: any of the moms and dads that want to follow us. And, and all Facebook. the links,
0: all the links are here. If you're watching a video, all the links are going to be here. And oh it's in yeah, the, it's so, in the description. If you're on a, if you're doing a podcast, you want to hold it. You want to hold up. The links We're very real quick? professional. Yes, sure, sure. Here's.
1: Oh, that's heavy. Oh yeah. There we go. <laughs>
0: oh, all right. Oh, that was a good workout. Right. So next week you can join us again, and we are going to keep the morale going because we are going to take one big step into the world of hip-hop let's go that is going to be let's go going to be loaded okay i'm not i'm not
1: going cold turkey into this one by the way i will certainly know exactly uh i will know much more about the subject for this next one i'll leave it at that
0: you don't want to miss it no you don't see y'all next week connoisseurs on the record we're out